The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Scott O'Neill, the CEO of Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, which is responsible for the Philadelphia 76ers, New Jersey Devils, and the Devils' home, the Prudential Center. Scott and I met years ago when we both worked at the NBA. I was just starting out in my career. And we're recording this during the Sixers-Celtics playoff series. Scott, with everything you always have going on, are you stressed out? I don't I don't know if stressed is the right word. I, I definitely go through life with, uh, with a bit of intensity, um, extremely passionate about what I do, and certainly have fits and starts and bouts of uh, frustration or disappointment, but that roller coaster of life is, is the one I want to live on. Um, and I can, I can tell you that losing is not fun, uh, certainly not as fun as winning. And, um, and I, I, I remember when I was with uh, Madison Square Garden, I was the president of MSG Sports <clears throat> for four years, and I remember we were going through a similar rebuilding process with the Knicks and with the Rangers when I first got there. And I remember I came home one night. I was all kind of salty and stressed and upset. I remember my wife, Lisa, looked at me. And she said, what are, you, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? We lost by 24. And I said, did you see the game? She's like, yeah, I watched it. But what's with the attitude? And I said, what do you mean what's with the attitude? And she said, well, how are, you, how are, you, how are your teams this year? I said, well, you know, not very good. And she said, well, between Knicks and Rangers and Liberty, like, how many games do you think you'll lose? And I said, I don't know, 100? She said, so your plan is every third night to come home stressed, upset, and kicked off? Hmm. I said, well, I guess that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of put things in, in good perspective for me. I, I um, you know, Since that time, I usually use the, the car ride home to, uh, to kind of get through my emotion of the day and, and what I'm feeling. And by the time I walk in that house, to, uh, to be completely cleansed and, and ready to take in an evening with the girls. What, what do you do in the car to make sure that when you come back home, it's it's all left in the car? You know, unfortunately, I'm an awful singer, um, <laughs> so singing doesn't work really well. Um, I'm typically on the phone um, talking to, to uh, the friend of the day, uh, so friend du jour, as you, as you might say. Okay. Either walking through the game, talking about um, issues, laughing a little bit. You know, I've got uh, very fortunately I have a great relationship with my daughters, so oftentimes I'm either helping them with their homework in the car, or talking them through, or or just working. That's that's it's usually by the time I I step step in the house, I uh, I want to be fully connected and, and at peace. What's what's the subject that you can't help your daughters out with in school? <laughs> uh, uh, Mandarin. So I have one of my daughters taking Mandarin. Yeah, after Niha Ma, I'm, I'm pretty toast. I, I have learned uh, Baba, which is dad. That's it. That's, that's where it all ends. My wife always says that whenever our daughter, well, she's only three and a half, but whenever she gets to school age and she needs help with math homework, then, then that's all me. That's her biggest stress of being a mother is having to help with math homework at some point. Hey, if if that's the biggest stress, and I have two teenage daughters in the house, I can tell you that will not be the biggest stress. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, so I I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a good Googler when it comes to math homework. So I, I was a pretty nerdy good math student. 
Um, like I, I actually took um, calculus as an elective for a couple semesters in college, and I still can't figure out the way they're teaching these kids now. So I, I literally go online and uh, and reteach myself, and then I can go back and, and try to help explain it. But but I usually fumble and stumble. But the, the manager and I have no shot. Yeah, there are sometimes I still have a nightmare. I wake up at night now at 36 that I forgot that I had a test senior year in AP Calc BC, and <laughs> and, like, and, I, and I still I still wake up uh, a, l- a little sweaty about that. But your your day to day intensity slash frustration how do you manage it when you're not at home you know at work i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty dialed in i've got this incredible management team to get to work with hugh weber and chris heck and laura price katie o'reilly and jake reynolds and all these andy spiser david collins brad tron like i have like this incredibly talented group and so so generally you know i learned a really long time ago that uh that the best way to overcome your your misgivings, your misfortunes, your shortcomings is to hire the most incredibly talented people and, and try to block and tackle and get out of their way. And so, so generally, um, so generally I'm there. I play hoop at work, um, and that helps. So that's my oasis um, away from just about everything and anything that could bring me any kind of stress. I do do some meditation in the morning. Um, I have a really strong faith. I'm a Mormon, so uh, you know I get up and read scriptures, do a little meditation go through um, my own kind of ritual exercise to get myself geared up and ready to go for the day. Um, but at work, uh, you know, I haven't, haven't worked. I work in an arena, the Prudential Center in, in Newark, New Jersey. And we've got a great workout facility there. Cause that's where our devils practice, the hockey team. And then in Camden, I work in our training complex, which has two incredibly full court basketball set up and then uh, incredible gyms. So, so I'm pretty sad. Like I think working out for me, sweating it out, um, marry that with a little reading, a little meditation is, is the perfect anecdote for a high stress, tough day. How do you handle losing in your own basketball game? <laughs> Not well. I did go 5 0 this morning, I can tell you. We oh. played up at St. Benedict's in Newark. I came, I flew down. We had a, a game, a playoff game last night in Boston. Flew down after the game, got in late, crashed at a hotel for a few hours, and then was up at uh, 7 heading over to St. Benedict's for a little morning run. Fortunately, why uh, I, I didn't score a lot today. It didn't stop my shooting, but the scoring wasn't there. Uh, we won a lot, which always makes me happier. You, you mentioned something interesting about hiring talented people to you know, ease the pressure on yourself. There are a lot of people who, or to be able to make your job even easier and, and be able to perform better, there are a lot of people who are afraid to hire really talented people because they think that that'll make themselves feel obsolete. What what allowed you to overcome that, or if that ever ever entered your mind? You know, I, I think you know, I guess it's my own insecurity. Of, you know, it's kind of ironic. Like uh, your your insecurity kind of either drives you to to hire weak people or hire strong people. You know, and I think in my case, you know, my my drive to be part of a world class team, which is like kind of one of my buttons and one thing that that really motivates me. Um, and to be part of something special and to work at a, a, a world-class organization, I don't think there's any other way to get there. And um, unfortunately, we have a, the type of culture that's very collaborative, for sure. Um, it's definitely um, very, you know, kind of debate-heavy. Uh, we challenge each other pretty, pretty hard. Uh, there's a good level of accountability, but it's also a lot of fun. 
you know, I, I get a chance to work with my friends, and I don't think everybody has a chance to, to do that. Pretty different from other places you've been? You know, I've, I've been pretty fortunate. Um, all hardcore places. I started my career at the New Jersey Mets under um, the tutelage of John Spolstra, mm-hmm. whose son is now coaching the Heat. Um, and he was just an incredible guy. He spent a lot of time reaching out to, to the kind of who he deemed the young stars in the organization. I was fortunate to be one. Um, as was Brett Yormark, who runs Brooklyn, uh, um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Sports Entertainment in the Nets, and Howard Newchow, who runs CAA Sports. So it was a, a pretty good crew there as a young uh, 22-year-old. And, um, and then went to work for the Philadelphia Eagles and Joe Banner and, and Jeffrey Lurie. Jeffrey Lurie obviously just won the Super Bowl. But a, a chance to, to work for some really incredible people who, who really focused on the value and good that sports teams can do for a community through through um, charity and community relations. And then uh, failed in a startup. That's not as fun. And then went to go work at the NBA. And I, you know, having a chance to work for David Stern and, and the current commissioner, Adam Silver, mm-hmm. it's kind of a dream come true for me. And then, um, and then worked for Madison Square Garden, which is a bit notorious culturally. Um, but it was four of the four of some of my most favorite years of my life. So, so I've been around good people, strong people, incredible teams. Uh, no wallflowers, um, no cupcakes, no laydowns. But uh, I, I wouldn't trade it for any other way. Scott, good talking to you. Keep that stress level down best you can. <laughs> I appreciate you too. I like what you're doing. Scott mentioned John Spolstra, the brilliant marketer and former president of the New Jersey Nets. I went to an event once to hear Scott speak, and he told a story that had stayed with him forever, and has stayed with me ever since. The short of it is when Spolstra would walk through the office. If he even saw the tiniest piece of paper on the ground, he'd pick it up and put it in the trash. Seems simple enough, but so many, too many, don't do it. You can continue the conversation with Scott on Twitter at Scott O'Neill, that's O-N-E-I-L, and with me at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. As a Philadelphia guy, I'm all for Scott's intensity focused on bringing the town an NBA title, even if it means adding a little bit of stress to his life. Ratings and reviews mean a lot, so please take 30 seconds to click five-star rating on iTunes and write a one-sentence review of the podcast. Also, tell your friends. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.